From west to east and kingdom to kingdom, you're listening to the Diz Unplugged Connecting with Walt podcast. with Walt is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Diz Unplugged Connecting with Walt podcast. I am your host and Diz historian Michael Bowling and I am joined by my co-host and producer Craig Williams. Craig, how are you today? I am absolutely fantastic today. Sorry if I sound a little bit echoey, but uh, just minutes before we started recording this, I actually finished moving into my first house that I purchased. So I am a bit frantic right now, but I'm I'm very excited for this episode nonetheless. Well, congratulations, but but Craig, we're at the Diz Mega Meet right now. I thought you were speaking from deep within uh, Cinderella Castle. Hmm. That's why there was the echo. Actually, you're right. I, I guess it is Friday, and we are <laughs> right in the middle of our, our great meet. Right. But actually, to give you a little uh, behind the scenes, we are actually recording this on, this is a very special day. This is the 61st anniversary of when Disneyland opened its doors to the public. So this is a very special day for all of us who are on the show today. So Yes, absolutely. And, and it makes it even more special because we have a very special guest. Uh, in this episode, Craig and I are launching a new series connecting, oh, I'm sorry, continuing Walt's legacy as the generation who grew up watching Walt Disney on television and those who work directly with Walt grow smaller. It becomes necessary for younger generations to continue Walt Disney's legacy and share his story, his dreams, his philosophy. In this series, Continuing Walt's Legacy, we'll speak with people who have become so inspired by Walt Disney that they have devoted their lives or their careers to continuing and promoting his legacy. As our first guest on our Continuing Walt's Legacy series, Craig and I are honored to welcome Jeffrey Epstein, who is the Director of Corporate Communications, the Walt Disney Company, but we all know him as the D23 spokesman. And so, Jeffrey, welcome to the Diz Unplugged Connecting with Walt podcast. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited. I'm very excited to be here. We're we're very excited to have you. Uh, you know, we've we we know you from your early days when you helped make Disney Geek a title. We fans are no longer ashamed of. So, how did you first become a Disney fan? Well, I, gosh, that's uh, there's so many things that contributed to me becoming a fan. Um, I remember seeing Pete's Dragon when I was a kid, and that really affecting me. The uh, the second iteration of the Mickey Mouse Club um, that I I loved, who, what, where, why, when, and where day, and um, certainly my first trip to Walt Disney World when I was seven. That that really did it for me. I, I've I've told the story before, but. Um, I, I got bullied a lot as a kid, and when I went to Disney World for the first time, it was this incredible, accepting place, and everything was just perfect, and everyone was so kind and thoughtful, and 
that made a huge impact on me as a kid. And I, I told my parents I wanted to live there. So, so years later, I, I got my DVC at Bay Lake Tower, and now I technically live there sometimes. <laughs> um, but uh, that, was, that was really the start. And something that I love that we continue as a tradition today is to create these great experiences in a really welcoming environment for all who come to those happy places. I, I think that's so true. I th- that's something that people say, and I know it's certainly true for me, that w- when you walk down Main Street, you know, it, it's suddenly like all the cares of the world are lifted off your shoulders. You, you can almost physically feel it. Yep, you know? I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. So, and now, do you have a particular area of Disney fandom? Like some, some fans, they really are tuned into the animation or the theme parks or the history. What about you? Or is, or is it just everything? It really is everything. I, I feel like certainly um, before I was a huge fan, and now I'm an even bigger fan now that I've been a part of D23 for, for so many years, learning more. Um, I, I think I've learned a lot more about the history of the company working so closely with the Walt Disney Archives over the year and all of their brilliant, brilliant team. So I have a much greater appreciation for the history and certainly a much better knowledge but I, my DVR is full of ABC and Freeform, and my schedule is full of you know Disney movies and going to theme parks. So I'm I I really do love it all. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I'm the same way. <laughs> hmm. Craig, what about you? Do you have a particular? Uh, it just bounces around depending on what time of year. I mean, we're in the uh, we're in the summer season right now, so we all know it's it's almost too hot, especially in Florida, to go to the theme parks. Um, well, with the exception of going to see like the the new Star Wars fireworks show that is happening in Hollywood Studios, it's quickly become my new favorite thing. But uh, I mean, it's it's summer, so that's that's movies. It's all about the movies right now, uh, and it's been. It's been a great year between uh, Zootopia in the spring and then finding Dory this fall. And I'm super excited for the remake of Pete's Dragon. Ever since we saw the uh, the first kind of looks at it back at uh, D23 in 2015, I have just been anticipating this movie more than anything else. We're excited for it, too. And I, yeah. you know, certainly I'm looking forward to Rogue One, and I love the Marvel Universe as well. So I'm a, a, seeing the, the Captain America Civil War film was just uh so exciting for me so I, I i love it i really love it all it's way it's you know it's way consuming <laughs> <laughs> i agree i agree and i remember just looking after the d23 expo uh, in 2015 i thought i can hardly wait for all these films <laughs> and now they're all coming it's great but now you know, we're, we're talking about all these and how much we're looking forward to these events. You know, it's no other brand or studio has the fan devotion as the Walt Disney Company. Uh, what do you attribute this devotion to? I really feel like it does all go back to Walt. He was a master storyteller. I don't think anyone listening or you, um, I, I, that, that will be a surprise. Um, but, um, that really is the base of it all are these incredible stories that are truly timeless and that were then developed into these incredible experiences that we offer, whether it's, you know, our theme parks or extensions of the storytelling through, um, through 
sequels or if you play our video games or if you watch our television shows. There's so many great ways that, that Walt himself in expanding into the, the theme park world or the world of television or the world of live action pictures, he was able to really weave these stories that became a, an incredible legacy and they all they all really do weave together and I and I can't think of another um, place where that happens other than here at Disney and and watching the storytelling just continue on and on and build off of these truly beautiful classics and create new classics and and what's so amazing is that Walt how Walt expanded his storytelling how much he embraced technology and so he went from you know the animated films into television he went into creating uh, the films to where they were three-dimensional created the experiences with the audio animatronics and then the theme parks where we would become immersed in them um i mean again no other studio no other man had that vision to just really to, to set his story so much alive across so many different, uh, you know, formats as he did. Absolutely. And I, yeah. And, and then as you were mentioning that, that continues on. I mean, I, I, do you ever speculate, you know, if he had lived like another 20, 30 years, just how he would have embraced newer technology and what he would have done? I, I, I don't like to speculate, but I, I certainly um, have, have, been able to hear from some Disney legends who uh, would know people like Bob Gurr, who um, obviously worked very closely with Walt. And, and from what I have been told by incredible people like Bob, he really would have embraced technology, everything, mm-hmm. he, always looking for the next great thing. And, and frequently, if it didn't exist, tasking his incredibly talented team with creating it, um, pushing the boundaries of technology in any number of ways, whether they be in the physical world at his theme parks or in the cinematic world. It's it's something that I, I've heard over and over from these incredible legends who worked with him, so I imagine that would be the case. And uh, one of the great things about being at our company at this time is we continue to push those boundaries and look for new and incredible ways to provide guests with these immersive and amazing experiences. I had the privilege of covering the opening of Shanghai Disney Resort for D23 and um, some of our other partners. And I was able to see firsthand some of these unbelievable advances in technology. Just, it, it just really blew my mind. Yeah. And it's, a, it's amazing to see how they've taken like you know, franchise attractions at the parks, and they've taken them to such a new level, like Pirates of the Caribbean and then Pirates Cove at Shanghai Disneyland. I mean, just incredible, you know, what, what they've been able to do. Um, what, 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 what then inspired the Walt Disney Company to launch D23, the official Disney fan club? Uh, it, it was really Bob Iger, chairman and CEO, who identified this this need to give back to the fans, which was, I think we all believed in. And the, without the fans, we uh, we wouldn't be able to exist. the The fans of Disney are 
by far the most loyal, incredible um, people. And, and I say that as having been able to meet many of them uh, in person at, at, at any number of D23 and Disney events. And, and Bob wanted to create this give back, uh, thank you, um, and something that acknowledges their love of Disney. So um, D23 was created and certainly has evolved into this, um, certainly across the country and in, in some ways across the world, uh, program really giving fans, hopefully, that look behind the curtain, that little extra bit of pixie dust, if you will, that they come to expect from the company. Absolutely. And then, and what's nice is that it's always tied back to Walt Disney and, and that history and that legacy that I think fans really appreciate. So, Absolutely. Whether it, one of the things that is incredibly important is whether we're looking back or looking forward, we always try to find a, a connection, which is, I, I feel something that as a fan myself is really interesting. So whether you're looking at an innovation in a film today and how that mirrors something that happened 50 years ago or potentially um, uh, even the homages that we create in some of our attractions to things that we loved from the past. It's wonderful um, just finding those connections. Now, what was your journey from being a Disney fan to deciding you wanted to promote the legacy of Walt Disney as part of D23? Um, My journey... I have always wanted to work for Disney, so that has ever since I was a kid. So the opportunity arose um, about eight years ago. I had a very fortuitous meeting and heard about this great project that was going to be launching called D23 and really got in then and it was a terrific opportunity I got to be a part of an incredible team I still get to be a part of a fantastic team that works not only um, with ourselves but with all of our partners from around the company to, to really create incredible product and when I was hearing some of the visions for what D23 was going to be with the publication and the website and, and certainly as it's grown with these events and the expo that to me was like wow, this is something I'd want to go to as a fan. So being able to be a part of making these experiences and working on these projects is just uh, such an honor and a privilege. Yeah, You mentioned the publication, the D23 magazine. That is something, you know, since I do a lot of research, that is something I look forward to four times a year <laughs> and it is such a beautiful it's almost like a work of art that thank you that magazine and what you know what i used to do it drove my wife crazy i would you know when for in the early years it was also available in bookstores so i would have my copy that came in the mail and then i would run to the bookstore and get once so i would have my reference copy and then I would have my pristine copy still, you know, in its, um, you know, in its cellophane. I did the same exact thing. <laughs> we have heard that from uh, from more than a couple of members. It's it, it, that's a, a 
Thank you. That's a beautiful tribute and, and really a tribute to the, the work of the incredible writers, editors, and designers and photographers who work on the publication. They're phenomenally talented. Um, and, and their work never ceases to amaze me because they are always working on something else, whether it be our website, uh, whether in storiesford23.com and other or other projects around the company as well. Now, D23 hosts a wide range of events. Uh, you know, we know about the D23 Expo and we'll talk about that in a moment. But there's actually a lot of other events that D23 does, and they've increased over the years. Uh, you celebrate animation, you celebrate theme parks, um, Disney artists, Imagineers, Walt Disney himself. Uh, you provide a lot of behind-the-scenes experiences. And I, I don't think our listeners know a lot about all these year-round events across the country. Uh, I know I've been to a lot. I, I love the animation and the live-action film, so I've been to a number of the screenings that D23 does. I mean, can you tell us a little about those? Sure. We... I just threw a whole lot at you. <laughs> I, I, you did, but that's okay. It's all good. So with regard to the screenings, we do essentially two kinds of screenings. We have a, a screening program that we do on the lot that is frequently mirrored at Walt Disney World. And those screenings are generally more historic in nature. Um, they could be a, a classic as classic as, say, The Reluctant Dragon, which we have coming up, um, or it could be something like Newsies or Hocus Pocus that has a, a, a terrific fan following. And when we do those types of screenings, we try to bring in presenters or talent, something to add an extra dimension to those um, and give a little more perspective to the fans. We also do screenings around the country in some uh, in a variety of markets. We've done uh, over a dozen cities this year, I want to say of upcoming movies. So we did that with, we were able to do that with Finding Dory and um, Zootopia and other screenings as well. And we'll look forward to doing more of those throughout the year. So those are giving our members around the country who may not be able to be in Southern California or in Orlando a chance to see some Disney movies in advance before they open, which we think is a really great opportunity. And then we do... Uh, Everything from our Sip and Scream event, which is coming up, which we're really excited about, which ties into uh, Epcot Food and Wine Festival as well as Halloween. We do our Lunch with a Disney Legend events, both in Disneyland and Walt, or sorry, both at Walt Disney World and at the Walt Disney Studios, where D23 members get to have lunch with a Disney legend and hear a little bit about their history, which is fantastic. And we do member mixers events. Um, usually they're uh, tied sometimes to the opening of a Disney store where members will get to go in before other guests and have a special opportunity, usually a special gift, a special discount, which is fun. And it's a great way for members to meet each other, particularly in places where we're not able to have events regularly. Um, we also did one up in Seattle just a week ago, which was terrific and a great chance for us to see our Seattle friends. And we even brought our, our boss, Mickey Mouse, with us to come and greet fans there. So there's a real wide variety of events. We, we try to get around the country as much as possible. And certainly, of course, being based here, in uh, the Walt Disney Studio lot in Burbank, we are able to do a lot of great events here as well. And I know a lot of these events, you really plus them. For instance, the, when you do the film presentations, there's frequently a panel 
where it's either the animators or the artists or the voice actors or somebody who's been associated with the film will do a presentation. And that's always really nice. Um, yeah, with the Reluctant Dragon, I think we have 11 people uh, coming and doing a, a variety because obviously the Reluctant Dragon was an incredibly important movie showing fans not only the incredible process of animation, but also giving them a tour of the studio lot for the first time um, when it came out in 1940. And Tony Baxter, Bill Farmer, Dave Smith will be here. Uh, voice actor Brett Iwin, Becky Klein from the archives, artist Stacia Martin. Uh, it, it's a uh, cornucopia of talent is going to be on that stage. So that's great. And uh, we'll hopefully whet the appetites of our fans for a really big event we have coming up um, in November, Destination yes. the Amazing Adventures. I already have my ticket for that. The Excellent. day they went on sale. Can you tell us a little about that? Sure. So in years when we don't do D23 Expo, we wanted to create an event for the members that could have a big capacity that could serve essentially as a great event in an off expo year. And we landed on this idea of Destination D, obviously the D being Disney, and the idea of destinations being they could either be locations, they could be ideas, but every time we're, we're hitting a different location. So we did Disneyland 55, we, we actually did Walt Disney World 40th, in, which was also, which uh, happened to be an expo. Oh, year, which so that was that was a very busy year for us. Um, we we did seventy five years of Disney animation. And that was a, a, a tremendous amount of fun, and um, the last one we did was two years ago, and that was um, a look at it was attraction rewind, a look at the World's Fair as well as beloved attractions of the past, and. Each time we just, we try to land on a different place that we think the fans will want to go, and this year's amazing adventures. One of the conceits is that it's a frequently a look back, but also a look forward. And and as we were speaking about earlier, how those things can tie together, how things that we've created from the past, things that we've learned from the past, um, or even things from the past, play an incredible role in the future that we create here at Disney. So that's going to be it's going to be a really really fun event. We've got some incredible panels and panelists already announced and we will soon be announcing even more which we cannot oh, really? wait to do oh absolutely oh i'm looking forward to it because you already have some incredible topics that yeah. i'm looking forward to okay. going and to based off the one uh two years ago the attraction rewind i just cannot wait attraction rewind was one of the best weekends that I've ever had in Walt Disney World. So luckily I was able to uh, score uh, at least, well, I didn't get them, but uh, Pete Warner, our boss and founder of the Diz, he was able to get the Sorcerer's Package tickets. So I was able to take part in the first night with with Tony Baxter and Marty Sklar and Ride Carousel Progress with them as they Mm -hmm. talked about the scene. And that was just one of those moments that I, I will never forget. Craig, I believe you mean you got the top of the world ticket. Yes, sorry. That was the uh, top of the world as, of course, a reference, of course, to the favorite restaurant Mm -hmm. uh, at the top of the Contemporary and now, of course, um, at the top of Bay Lake Tower. That is absolutely correct, yes. And and this year we have our Wilderness Explorers package, which uh, we're, we're very excited to offer those guests a very cool, some very cool experiences as well. 
Yeah, and and what and because this is a smaller event, it's much more personal. Um, you get a seat. oh, absolutely, absolutely. That's <laughs> I, sorry, I just jumped right on top of you there. But yeah, that that was the other great thing is that we wanted to make sure that every single panel, everyone got in. There's you know there's there's absolutely enough seats for everyone. You don't have to worry about lining up if you if you want to be up very close, of course. People do line up, but everyone's in the room. Everyone can see. Everyone can hear. And that to us is incredibly important for Mm -hmm. these events. Yeah, so this is perfect for people that, you know, if you want to get your feet wet, sort of it's like if you want to see, oh, do I really want to go to the expo? This is a great sort of pre-expo. If you want to see what one is like, because they have incredible panels and presentations, there's always, the ones I've been to, I've been to almost all of them, there's always a surprise or two or three. So, um, so yeah, I heartily recommend going to these. And I, I take furious notes at all the panels. <laughs> and, Thank you. Hopefully, hopefully we'll provide some great fodder for, uh, for future writing for you uh, oh, as well this year. Well, I'm looking forward to the Mark Davis presentation that should be yep. great so chris merritt is just brilliant we're looking forward to having him he's so talented so uh, an, another behind the scenes event that you provide to fans are, are tours of the walt disney studio which you can't get on the studio unless you know you have one of these tours and uh, can you can you tell us a little about that these are these are you know for d23 members I've been on yeah. I've been on them three times. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, they're great. I, I have had the privilege of learning how to give them, so I get to give them once in a while, which is a lot of fun because it's terrific to be able to interact with the members and hear what they like. But there, there we do these two and a half hour tours of the studio lot and the archives, and now this year we added Walt's office as a an extra bonus, and that's really. It's amazing. You get to do and see some of the things on the lot that even people in our day-to-day lives here maybe haven't seen or didn't know because there's a lot of incredible history. You can you can look at a building and sure it's a soundstage, but there's so much rich history to sound stages here. A soundstage like uh, Stage Two, that's the Julie Andrews stage, and also happened to be where they did the built the superstructure for the Mark Twain to make sure that that was going to work. And then years later, they did the they did the uh, film testing for many of the films that were to be shown in World Showcase at Epcot. Or that's also where they film Pirates of the Caribbean and Armageddon. And there's so much history in, in one space. And, you know, you just look at it from the outside and you think, well, it looks like a big box. And then you actually are there and you hear and you realize how much creative energy and, and what talent has been on these just, you know, just a few acres here in Burbank. It's just unbelievable and, and, and a great privilege. And getting to walk into the archives and hear from archivists or, or Dave Smith sometimes is there. It's so cool. I, I love walking into the archives. You never know what you're going to see or who. And then, of course, uh, being in Walt's office is truly inspiring, I feel, for uh, for me, certainly, and I, I feel for a lot of Disney fans. Oh, absolutely. I, every time, I, you were actually my first tour guide when I walked on there. You were very good. Well, I, I hope I was good. I hope <laughs> I didn't excellent. screw up too much. No, no. I, I think we had an extra long tour because you had so much information to share. And we 
just knowing you're right just the history those buildings i mean the history stretches back to 27 you know 19 hyperion and the you know the first studio all the way to modern times and knowing you know the walton roy walk there and the nine old men and it's it's it really is inspiring and and moving when we and i've been fortunate enough on every tour dave smith has been there and this last time craig and i went together on a tour in april uh, dave smith brought out original mary blair sketches and they were Mm. just like right there in front of me and i you know where else where would i would i see that it was nerve-wracking it was. I was worried I would sneeze on them or something. <laughs> but, but, and then the biggest thing, you're right, was entering Walt's office. I think we were one of the first tours to go in there. And that, I was surprised by what a moving experience that was to walk in there. First of all, what struck me was really for, for a man that ran this huge multimedia empire, he really had very humble offices. And, and um, I don't know, it was just very moving to, to be in there. And I don't know, well, uh, well uh, Craig, what was your reaction when you walked in there? It was out of this world. Um, I had never done the studio tour before with D23. The The previous two times I was lucky enough to step foot on the Walt Disney Studios was actually with Adventures by Disney. And, mm. um, and those are always incredible experiences. The entire backstage magic trip that they do in Southern California is out of this world. But honestly, this D23 tour that we did back in March was just, it, it was the best two and a half hours that I ever spent on that studio lot. It was, it, the information was incredible. And yeah, ending it with being in Walt's office, one of the first people in the, the restored Walt's office, it was just, it, it took your breath away. Every, you just wanted to sit in there and take in all the details, but um, it's, it, there was just so much to look at in so little time. I, I can't wait till the next time I'm able to get back in there again and see more. And, well, we can't wait was, to have you. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so reflective of his personality when you saw, you know, some of, like his miniatures there, and and other little things that that you know from either because we grew up with him or from reading about him, you know he was interested in, and that that little Roy Williams ashtray, you know, just off, you know, off on a table there that I thought was a little scary, but. You know, just seeing those things was was interesting. What inspired D23 and the archives and the company to restore Walt's office? Well, I think it was a a confluence of things. For a long time, um, the archives has wanted to restore the office, and the office became available. It was something, again, Bob Iger is such an incredible supporter of our company's history and has such incredible respect for the legacy that he oversees now. So Bob immediately said, absolutely. And the archives went at it and they did a brilliant job as you guys both saw. They were able to take everything because Dave had done such a fantastic meticulous job of recording everything 
you may have seen you know, there are books that were upside down and mm-hmm. when Walt left and they are upside down now when when people come in now. So it, the recreation is really just perfect. There was very little that they had to um, actually rebuild because they had saved so much of all of that furniture was just preserved. Um, the archives does such a I just can't emphasize it enough that under Becky Klein's leadership and, and Dave Smith before that does such an incredible job of truly preserving the company's history and really making and bringing it out as you both know um, so it can be celebrated. So the idea being uh, of, of bringing Walt's office back was, of course, for, for D23 members in, in part to be able to see and as well as for employees to see. It's an incredible place of inspiration, as I, I think, um, Michael, I think you noted. Mm-hmm. You, really, you really can feel that incredible creative energy. And yes, it's, a, it's definitely a humble office. Um, I think that was the word that uh, Joanna Miller, his granddaughter, used to describe it as a humble, which is very much reflective of who he was as a, as a person. And yet it is bursting with so much incredible talent and energy and uh, entertainment everywhere. Everywhere you look, there's a, there's a source of inspiration. You were talking about the miniatures, there's scripts and there's, there's uh, drawings of maps of what Walt Disney World was going to be. There's so much in there. You just, uh, you can't help but be overwhelmed by it. Mm-hmm. It's also playful. <laughs> No, you're welcome. Yeah, you're right. And and you can see his playfulness in the office by what he surrounded himself with. Uh, and, and the love. The, the paintings mm-hmm. of his and the photographs of his daughters, um, th- such an incredible love of family there. Um, it, it, it's, there there's so much. It's, it, it's really a beautiful testament to, to his legacy. Yeah, the, the office has a true personality and everything mm-hmm. speaks. It's it's breathtaking, really. Oh, yep. absolutely. So uh, now, was there an item that Walt had in his office that you found surprising or, or intriguing? Personally, my favorite thing is is the map that I mentioned the the the, the map of the the Florida project, if you will. Um, and I, I loved seeing that. I loved thinking about um, how forward looking he was. There's also next to that a, a, a map, a, an overview of Walt Disney World, and uh, sorry, Disneyland, and you can see attractions that had recently opened, attractions that were going to open. Walt was just, again, always looking forward, and that to me is really cool to see. Yeah. Well, Craig, was there anything in the office you found interesting, intriguing? Oh my gosh. Mm. I, I think it was then and still is, but seeing the piano in the room, mm-hmm. that's what, that's what sealed it for me. Um, just, just thinking about all the history and the stories that you hear from that piano in there. It's that it just, something about that is sticks out to me always. Well, 
Yeah. That was that was the same for me, you know. Yeah, when the Sherman brothers would come and they'd play Feed the Birds for him Friday afternoons. And I also enjoyed looking at the books he had collected. <laughs> and that definitely a, a, he had a lot of interests. And that was interesting. And the nice thing is D23 members, we can sort of own a little part of Walt's office because one of the, the nice things when you become a new member or when I'm, I'm a charter member. So every year when I renew my membership, um, D23 gives us a gift again, you know, like Walt, they plus everything. So and this year, the member gift was really cool because it's from um, it's items from recreated from Walt's office. Jeffrey, do you want to talk a little about that? Sure. Um, it's by far one of my favorite gifts that we've mm-hmm. done uh, from the office of Walt Disney. And, of course, there's 23 items in this box designed to look like a, a nice book so you can put it on your shelf and it will look like a book. And But it contains 23 incredible treasures. And they're things from over many, many years, things that Walt had um, saved and or... Um, was currently in the was something current for him so everything that goes back to an envelope that just says Walt Disney cartoonist to his laughogram business card or a promotional piece for Mary Poppins the the press pass for the uh, opening of Disneyland there's so many cool pieces in there sheet music and a Christmas card there it's great and it's fun to explore that we actually do videos on them on d23.com where guests can learn a little bit about a little bit more about those items which is fun because there's a lot of history more history than than we certainly could write on the the side of a box so it's a great it they're they're great pieces in and of themselves and then when you learn the stories behind each one i think it makes them even more cool and unique yeah, there. And speaking of the website, there it, there are a lot of good articles. There are a lot of good videos, including a series um, from the office of Walt Disney. It, it was funny because I was doing some research for an episode um, on on July fourteenth, and I was looking at some things on D twenty three, and I immediately knew when tickets for the expo went on sale. <laughs> I actually <laughs> on the site. I, I love the website so much um, <laughs> because first. I feel like so much Muppet news gets posted on the website or just like throwbacks to to Muppet Christmas Carol during uh, Christmas time, sometimes Muppet Treasure Island, all of it. But And then I love the uh, whenever it, it rolls around at Christmas time in the the 23, uh, the 23 days of Christmas. It happens Aww, in the special little backgrounds and all that stuff. It's I, I am one of those people who every time i see a new background come on from d23 i instantly save it and have it add it to my rotation so i can have it there. <laughs> well thank you yeah it's it's great i love that you enjoy the muppet content i think that's that's one of the great things that d23 does and it's one of the fun things that we love to do which is really explore every part of disney so whether you're someone who likes the Muppets and Disneyland and Pixar, or you're someone who loves Marvel and Disney theatrical on Broadway and newsies, there's going to be something for you, which is 
terrific because there's, as you know, we have a lot of wonderful worlds here at Disney and it, there's a lot to celebrate. So it's fun to be able to really dive in um, to all of these different subjects and the website and gives us a lot of space to do that where the magazine, as you pointed out, it's very collectible and great. And of course, we cover a lot of things in there. The website gives us such a terrific way to expand on all of that. And there's a very good article uh, that you wrote on Shanghai Disney Resort oh, in there and some of the, the details that we can look for there. That was fun. It was, it was a great opportunity to see that resort and really explore. It really shows you how brilliant the Imagineers are. They really took the time to put in all of these details. And, and I know we just we put up 23, of course, on our site. But... <laughs> There were dozens and dozens and dozens of terrific fan references that fans will immediately look at and identify. There's a, a, a door with 101 on it, and you think, oh, it's 101 Dalmatians. And I, that, uh, that's just one of the myriad things I wasn't able to include in that. But the detail work that in that park is just so spectacular, and the care and attention that it was given by all the talented artists and artisans from from both China and the uh, and the U.S. and all around the world really is unmatchable. Now, now speaking of Christmas, it, the Christmas for Disney members it, for Disney fans is the D twenty three Expo, and that is coming up. Uh, next year, D23 Expo 2017 is July 14th to the 16th, 2017. Now, if we have listeners who are unfamiliar with this expo, uh, Jeffrey, how would you explain it to them? It is, and I apologize for using the same phrase twice in uh, a few minutes, but it is really all the wonderful worlds of Disney coming together under one roof for three days in an incredible celebra celebration of the fan. And you have these immersive experiential pavilions on the show floor. The Walt Disney Archives does a, a huge exhibit. In the past, Walt, uh, Walt Disney Imagineering and the theme parks have done these phenomenal pavilions. The last year, or the, yes, in 2015 was the first year, we had a, a very large-scale pavilion from the Walt Disney Studios, which was amazing with costumes and props from The Force Awakens, the first time some of those had been seen before. There's uh, uh, So the show floor can take days to go through, as mm -hmm. it is. Then you have all of the panels. We have Hall D23, where you get to be in a, a space with thousands of fellow Disney geeks, as, as we love to say, since that's, that's all of us here, um, and experience things such as the Disney Legends ceremony, where last year uh, we inaugurated people such as George Lucas and surprise guest Johnny Depp. And the Walt Disney Studios does two incredible presentations, what they have, um, with one with one with animation and one with live action. The parks has done presentations, and those are huge. And then we have our smaller venues, Stage 23 and Stage 28, where we are able to do a bit more intimate. We've had uh, the, the cast and creators of Once Upon a Time, or we did a great look back at Aladdin and a goofy movie last year. So all kinds of panels that both look forward and back at the company. 
Um, and of course, for those who like shopping, there's unbelievable collectibles there, both um, from Mickey's of Glendale, which is the Walt Disney Imagineering store, from Disney store, from the D23 Expo Dream Store, which has, of course, collectible items for the expo. And then the large, um, we have a, a great number of licensees who come in and create limited edition cool product. And, of course, the Expo Emporium, where um, where fans can, can set up and buy, sell, and trade, as we'd like to say, items, which is always fun to see. Yeah, and, and, and Jeffrey, you're, you're, somehow you're underselling this. <laughs> like, and it's like, amazing, and, and you won't believe it. And we have so many stars in the universe. I mean, it, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, I could talk. I, I just don't want to. I didn't want to bore you guys. But I mean, that the amount of talent that comes out is is yes. truly on inspiring. I, every year, it's a, a new cavalcade. It, it, I mean, like I, I mentioned, Johnny Depp, Harrison Ford, Ellen DeGeneres, Chris Evans, Lapita Nyong'o. Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Dwayne Johnson. It, it's it, it, not to mention all of the Disney legends, Richard yes. Sherman and Marty Sklar and Tony Baxter, Bill Farmer. So many incredible people come out to this event. It's, it is nonstop. And the great thing is that there's programming all the time and we, we do program things against each other. We always say that. We, we always like to make sure everyone understands you're never going to be able to do everything. It would be if, unless you can split yourself into multiple people. And I mean, that's for an expo in the future, I think. But <laughs> um, but we we purposely do that because that way people can you know see all kinds of different things um, and, and and really be all spread out throughout the venue, which is just terrific. Um, and uh, I, I've got to tell you, there's nothing for me like the energy of that show floor when the fans are so excited it, it really is it, it makes all of the work that we do and it really it, we and we start the work two years in advance right after we we finish one expo we we start thinking about the next one so it really makes all of that work that the incredible d23 team and the archives team and the entire company does uh, worth it was that better <laughs> yes i agree i mean because just you know like when you talked about the 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 presentations the studio does. I mean, it's just nonstop of of the actors and the directors coming out and they're giving you sneak previews. And then for animation, you have John Lasseter out there and Pete Doctor. I mean, you. It's just just when you think it can't get any better, somehow it does. Yeah. And and I mean, it's it's just so impressive. Yeah. Like. Well, people say that, you know, after a, a week at a, a Disney park, whether it's Disneyland or Walt Disney World, they they had the best time of their life, but they feel drained just because you're having so much fun nonstop. But D23 Expo is that on a complete different level. It is just three days of being slapped in the face by Disney in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Some, again, some of my best Disney memories that I've ever had have been at these expos. I've only been lucky enough to be to two, but I'm glad that I can even say that last year getting to meet, uh, Leonard Moulton after he, he hosted the, uh, the silly symphony live, uh, with the, the orchestra in there. Like I, 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 I absolutely, I, I don't know where else I would have ever had the chance to meet him. And, 
it, it's just moments like those that pop up and happen at this expo. You can't you, you can't get there that anywhere else as a Disney fan. Well, and well, when we go going back to Destination D, one of the ones I went to that was at Disneyland, and I, I'm sitting there and I realize. On one side of me is Alice Davis, and on the other side of me is Margaret Carey. Now, where else is that going to happen? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, so, really, uh, if people can, if if you're able to get to the D23 Expo, really recommend it. And and you know, people say, "Well, I'm not that into Disney." Well, keep in mind. Star Wars is part of Disney. Marvel is part of Disney. Uh, I mean, Disney Interactive is there. I mean, whatever your interest is, it's at the expo. Well, yeah. And in 2015 with Star Wars, I mean, being there to see Harrison Ford on stage with Daisy Ridley, J.J. Abrams, uh, John Boyega, uh, Oscar Isaac, and then also in that that live action panel to then be the first people to find out the details of the the new Star Wars experience coming to Disneyland mm-hmm. and Walt Disney World. I mean that was just that was about as good as you can get for a Star Wars fan out there. Yep. Uh, yep. I can't disagree. You're 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 selling it beautifully. <laughs> Thank you. That's we're 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 re- we're here for hire there, Jeffrey. Duly <laughs> noted, sirs. <laughs> and 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 then it gets better because it's just down the block from Disneyland. So it is. And so and it and it's right before the anniversary of Disneyland, yep. which is great and perfect timing. How clever of you! I I, I take all the credit. Just kidding. I, just, <laughs> I take none of the credit. Um, I, People much smarter than I plan these things, um, or and, and select the dates. But uh, it, it is a it is truly a great team, and and yes, and if uh, you know, I should give it a mention that right now we do have discounted tickets. D twenty three members, of course, always get a discount on tickets. But right now we have our uh, early bird pricing from now until the end of the year, till December thirty first. And there are also um, a limited number, but there are some discounted hotel rooms available all around Anaheim. So when people purchase Expo tickets, they get the information on that as well. And it's all on the D23 website. And uh, it's a significant price difference, the early bird, the early bird price. So um, so folks definitely want to check that out. Um, now, J- Jeffrey, why do you believe it's so important to carry on the legacy of Walt Disney and share it with new generations of children? One of the things that Walt did so perfectly was know how to tell a story. And not just know how to tell any story, but know how to tell a story that could endure for the ages. That, to me, is a huge part of Walt's legacy. There, there's a, there are so many pieces, his incredible work ethic, his devotion to his family. There's so many pieces that made up this, this incredible storyteller, genius, entertainer, businessman. It's always important never to forget that, to forget that where all of this came from really started from the vision of one person. And I think that's very inspiring in this day and age for, for anyone to think uh, they can accomplish anything. Walt came here with virtually nothing in 1923 and became one of 
the most successful people of his time and certainly created one of the most successful entertainment companies in the world. That's amazing and, and awe-inspiring. And that, to me, is it, it, what one of the pieces that's so important. Agreed. I mean, he really showed that when you put your mind to it, you can become anything and you can accomplish anything. So. Absolutely. It's something that to this day we, we continue to celebrate. When you come to our lot, There's we still have the multiplane camera to show people that innovation. We still have the street sign for Mickey Ave and Dopey Drive from the Reluctant Dragon. Again, it's, it's such a nod to the heritage and, and the incredible storytelling of Disney. Yeah. Now, how would you say Walt Disney's personally uh, affected you? Is there something you've learned about him or, or something he said that you always keep close to you and sort of carry with you? There's a, 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 a quote. I'm not going to do the whole quote, but um, they actually use it in uh, Meet the Robinsons about keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um we don't ever we don't ever look backwards for a very long time. Although I, I do think one of the th- great things we do at the company is um, a- appreciate our heritage and, and pull from it. But we we're always looking forward, and that's something I feel that we to this day still do with this company. Is we we look forward, we look to what's next. Like we said at the beginning of the, our conversation about innovations, and and that to me is amazing. He, he made that statement decades ago and it is still relevant to this day that's something that's incredibly inspiring for me and and i and i think for for many of us i agree you know it is interesting when you think about when he started what he started in 1923 d23 Mm -hmm. that how relevant it still is how it's changed with generations and it's survived and it continues to inspire. And and there's not a lot that that's been able to do that. Not a lot of people's been able to do that. And it and I think that's one of the things that I, I think for Disney fans is it, it it's something we hang on to and I think it's something that gives us hope that no matter what's going on we have that optimism that Walt had that you know that the world can be a better place if we put our minds to it so I, I so I think a lot of Walt's legacy is that optimism as well that we have to keep alive within ourselves absolutely I think that's beautifully said so, so Jeffrey, now, how can our listeners learn more about d twenty three because they're not members now, gosh. You, we should have inspired them <laughs> and, and to learn more about its upcoming events and to become members. Well, Michael, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, I, anyone can go to d23.com to learn about D23 or d23expo.com to, to read more about the expo and see what's coming up and get all the details of the benefits of membership and all the exciting events we have coming up, including Destination D Amazing Adventures and D23 Expo 2017. Excellent. And I know that on social media, D23 is Disney. We are Disney D23 on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest. Find us, friend us, like us, 
follow us, whatever it is that you Subscribe. need to do on social, do it. <laughs> right. And is there a way our listeners can learn more about you? Well, they, they can certainly read the stories that I'm writing on d23.com and, and in Disney 23. I, I, I write a lot for the website and the magazine, and it's one of my, one of my favorite things that I, I get to do here. So um, that that is certainly a good way. You, you definitely get a sense for, for my own personal taste and, and some of the things that I love. Um, got some great stories coming up. Um, the some that I wrote and some that I had nothing to do with at all coming up in the next issue of, of Disney 23, which is going to be coming out in August. And it's, we're really excited for that. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I, I, I like to follow your adventures around the Disney kingdoms on Twitter. Cause I know you're at, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to prompt you, <laughs> but I know you're at what Epstein Jeffrey. Yes. that Yes. That is me on Twitter. Um, Although I, I highly encourage people to follow Disney D23 on Twitter. It's yes. far more interesting than, than, than me. <laughs> I know. Although I like seeing your photos at Shanghai on both. <laughs> but um, Jeffrey, thank you so much for taking the time to be on Connecting with Walt. Thank you so much for having me. It was a real pleasure. I love getting to talk to you guys. And I'm, I'm so glad. It, it, it's always great being able to talk to people who, who really love and appreciate Disney as much as we do. Yeah, yeah, this was great fun. And we'll look forward to seeing you at the Destination D event. If, I will if, see you there. If not around the park somewhere. So, so, and thank you for listening. Um, please join us next week for episode 19. Craig and I will take you on a walk through the heart of America, the heartbeat of a holiday. We're going to go down the Magic Kingdom's Main Street, USA, for a real close look at its design and some of its stories. So, Craig, until our next episode, where can our listeners find you? Although, they're probably going to find you at the Diz Mega Meet. But yes. otherwise, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me there. And as always, uh, weekly on Tuesdays on the Disney World edition. Okay. And you can find me every Sunday night on the Diz Unplugged podcast, Disneyland edition with my good friends, Tom Bell, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Mulatto-Willie, and Tony Spatel, where we have lots of fun talking about Walt's Park that started it all. And all Southern California theme parks, the Walt Disney Family Museum, and even more Disney history, listen to us live on Mixler at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, Disneyland time. You can download our two weekly shows from iTunes each Monday. If you would like to listen to more shows on the history of Walt Disney, his studio, his Imagineers, and Disneyland, please check out our Disneyland podcast archives for my Disney history episodes at disunplug.com. You can send me messages at michael at wdwinfo.com. On Twitter, I'm at Michael Bowling 121 Facebook, Mouseketeer Michael, Instagram, Michael Bowling the Diz. Thank you for making us a part of your day. And remember, I only hope that we don't lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a man, Walt Disney, and his brother Roy. <laughs> <laughs>